Welcome back listeners. So Josh, in the first segment, we just kind of gave a general update of what we're seeing trend-wise across the board in corn and soybeans. But as we move into segment two here, we did just want to take some time um, to spend a little bit on the soybean side of things. A lot of attention around soybeans right now, just with some of the new dicamba guidance coming out. Um, We do just kind of need this week to fully get our heads wrapped around the nitty gritty specifics. So we will be able to We will be sure to follow up next week uh, with more specific details on things. But I think for the time being, there's still just a lot of questions around. So we've got Enlist E3, Roundup Ready to Extend, and then the Extend Flex options in the soybean side of things. So I think as we just kick it off, um, just walk us through maybe the differences between those three. Um, Obviously, a lot going on in the soybean space, but we'll maybe just start there and then work our way on down. Yeah, so just to... You know, there can be some confusion. Enlist extend sounds a lot, a lot alike. And when I'm talking with producers, sometimes there can be a little bit of confusion around that. So run up to extend. Allie, we've had a lot of soybeans. Run up to extends plant across southeast Minnesota. Uh, herbicide tolerance there is dicamba uh, and glyphosate. Um, when we look at run up to extend flex, which that's that's new coming, then we're going to do enlist. That's going to be um, so the run up to extend flex would be dicamba, glyphosate, and glufosinate, which is Liberty. And then uh, Enlist E3 soybeans, uh, brand new as well, uh, coming out here this year, next year. Uh, that's tolerant to 240-choline, uh, glufosinate, Liberty, and glyphosate. So that's kind of just the breakdown of, of the three systems and what they're tolerant to. So important to know that because um, you can make some mistakes there and uh, cause some crop damage if we don't have uh, our ducks in a row on, from that standpoint. Yeah, so obviously then, a lot. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead, Allie. I was just going to say, obviously, a lot of different options there, but I think the yep. beauty of having options is that you then get to determine what's the best options across my acres in terms of what are my needs to meet my expectations mm-hmm. across my acres. Um, so maybe just digging in a little bit more between the two here, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I think, you know, just when you compare these two, there's a lot of things to compare, Ellie. Um, you know, one thing that comes up every winter, uh, if you are spraying to Camba, there's a lot of um, you know, federal restricted use, there's some training you got to do. So if you are spraying a camera in an extend or extend flex system, uh, that training will continue where when you're using an enlist 240 herbicide system, uh, not a federal restricted use pesticide and uh, not something you're going to have uh, additional training in the off season to get certified to make applications uh, of the enlist system. Uh, Allie, one thing that comes up a lot, and this is really frustrating, is, is kind of the time of day application limitations and, you know, maybe some of those calendar dates will maybe kind of cover those hand in hand. Yeah, so if we just start with the time of day application limitations, you look at on the Dicamba side of things, you are going to be a little bit more mindful of those application windows only an hour after sunrise to two hours before sunset versus no limitations on the enlist side of things. Now, certainly um, in terms of hours of the day that are best suited to spray might be dependent on some of your tank mix partners there, but overall, no, um, not a time of day limitation there. So as we move into just general application window in soybeans, um, in terms of crop stage, um, currently in list, you can spray up to that R2 stage uh, versus on the decamba side of things. Currently, we had that 45 days after planting um, or R1 growth stage, whichever came first with then states also having that specific date cut off. So a lot of variability dependent on uh, which state you're in. Yes. And in the state of Minnesota, we've had that June, oh boy, I'm just going to use it, the June 20th cutoff date. So that's been the cutoff for Dicamba. Uh, where with 2,4-D, there's no calendar date. We can base that strictly off the stage of the soybeans, uh, that being up to our two stage. And that's kind of a nice thing to have where if you're doing some beans after vegetable crops or double cropping, you know, you can push that well into July before they're going to hit R2, which is a really nice uh, benefit along the way. 
Uh, so one thing, this is kind of big alley, um, the ability to tank mix um, dicamba or 2,4-D uh, with glufosinate, which is Liberty. Um, you just want to kind of walk through the do's and don'ts with that, uh, with that situation? Yeah. So on the Enlist side of things, if you're using the Enlist One product, you are able um, to use qualified glufosinate products as a tank mix partner, um, as well as the Liberty herbicide as a mix partner with that Enlist One. So a lot of different options um, in terms of your weed control from the Enlist side of things. On the dicamba um, side of the weed control, there aren't any glufosinate tank mix partners available with dicamba, um, just the straight Roundup Ready to Extend beans. Now, certainly you look at bringing in the Roundup Ready to Extend Flex option, you'd have your dicamba um, and Liberty option available. Yeah, and that really boils down to the compatibility of 2,4-D and AMS. So 2,4-D choline, you can add dry AMS uh, to dicamba, you can't because we lose a lot of the drift uh, control or the volatility control uh, attributes uh, of those dicamba formulations. When you think about it, you might be asking the question, why would I ever want to tank mix uh, 240 choline with Liberty? And the one thing we've noticed that in some situations, if we get into some bad weather or if the water hemp's just get a little bigger than we'd like to have, that's a situation that you can tank mix 240 uh, with Liberty. And that's been a combination that's been really strong on uh, knocking down some water hemp that gets just a little bit bigger on us. And that's something we'll talk a little bit more at some of our winter meetings as, as well, Allie. And then, um, the other thing too, um, you know, Allie, this is kind of important when you think about, um, you know, things that are downwind and sensitive crops. So when you think about soybeans, that is a sensitive crop to dicamba. Uh, soybeans are not classified as a sensitive crop to 2,4-D. So if you do have soybeans downwind that are not um, in list or are tolerant to 2,4-D, um, they are not listed as a sensitive crop since uh, uh, soybeans are naturally more tolerant to 2,4-D than dicamba. So that's a lot we covered in a very short time, Allie. And uh, next week, we'll have more updates on kind of the EPA's direction. And uh, if you have any questions, don't be shy to let us know. You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFIL AM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner to submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFIL AM 1060. We'll see you at 11 a.m.